Book Four, Chapter Six of Henrietta Temple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Henrietta Temple by Benjamin Disraeli. Book Four, Chapter Six, containing a conversation not quite so amusing as the last. In the evening. Henrietta amused her guests with music. Mrs. Montgomery Floyd was enthusiastically fond of music and very proud of her intimate friendship with Pasta. Oh, you know her, do you? Very well. You shall bring her to my house. She shall sing at all my parties. I love music at my evenings, but I never pay for it, never. If she will not come in the evening... I will try to ask her to dinner, once at least. I do not like singers and tumblers at dinner, but she is very fashionable, and young men like her, and what I want at my dinners are young men, young men of very great fashion. I rather want young men at my dinners. I have some. Lord Languid always comes to me, and he is very fine, you know, very fine indeed. He goes to very few places, but he always comes to me. Mrs. Montgomery Floyd quitted the piano and seated herself by Mr. Temple. Mr. Temple was gallant, and Mrs. Montgomery Floyd, anxious to obtain the notice of a gentleman whom Lady Bellair had assured her was of the first ton. Her ladyship herself beckoned Henrietta Temple to join her on the sofa and taking her hand very affectionately, explained to her all the tactics by which she intended to bring about a match between her and Lord Fitzwarren, very much regretting, at the same time, that her dear grandson, Lord Bellair, was married, for he, after all, was the only person worthy of her. He would taste you, my dear. He would understand you. Dear Bellair, he is so very handsome and so very witty. Why did he go and marry? And yet I love his wife. Do you know her? Oh, she is charming, so very pretty, so very witty, and such good blood in her veins. I made the match. Why were you not in England? If you had only come to England a year sooner, you should have married Bellair. How provoking! "'But really, dear Lady Bellair, your grandson is very happy. "'What more can you wish?' "'Well, my dear, it shall be Lord Fitzwarren, then. "'I shall give a series of parties this year, "'and ask Lord Fitzwarren to every one. "'Not that it is very easy to get him, my child. "'There is nobody so difficult as Lord Fitzwarren. "'That is quite right. "'Men should always be difficult.' I cannot bear men who come and dine with you when you want them. What a charming place is Ducie, sighed Mrs. Montgomery Floyd to Mr. Temple. The country is so delightful. But you would not like to live in the country only, said Mr. Temple. Ah, you do not know me, sighed the sentimental Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. If you only knew how I love flowers... I wish you could but see my conservatory in Park Lane. And how did you find Bath this year, Lady Bellair? 
inquired Miss Temple. Oh, my dear, I met a charming man there. I forget his name, but the most distinguished person I ever met. So very handsome, so very witty, and with blood in his veins. Only I forget his name, and it is a very good name, too. My dear, addressing herself to Mrs. Montgomery Floyd, tell me the name of my favorite. Mrs. Montgomery Floyd looked a little puzzled. My great favorite, exclaimed the irritated Lady Belair, rapping her fan against the sofa. Oh, why do you not remember names? I love people who remember names. My favorite, my bath favorite. What is his name? He is to dine with me in town. What is the name of my bath favorite, who is certainly to dine with me in town? Do you mean Captain Armine? inquired Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. Miss Temple turned pale. That is the man, said Lady Belair. Oh, such a charming man. You shall marry him, my dear. You shall not marry Lord Fitzwarren. But you forget he is going to be married, said Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. Miss Temple tried to rise, but she could not. She held down her head. She felt the fever in her cheek. Is our engagement then so notorious? She thought to herself. Ah, yes, I forgot he was going to be married, said Lady Belair. Well, then, it must be Lord Fitzwarren. Besides, Captain Armine is not rich, but he has got a very fine place, though, and I will go and stop there some day. And besides, he is over head and ears in debt, so they say. However, he is going to marry a very rich woman, and so all will be right. I like old families in decay to get round again. Henrietta dreaded that her father should observe her confusion. She had recourse to every art to prevent it. Dear Ferdinand, she thought to herself, thy very rich wife will bring thee, I fear, but a poor dower. Ah, would he were here. Whom is Captain Armine going to marry? inquired Mr. Temple. Oh, a very proper person, said Lady Belair. I forget her name. Miss Two-Shoes or something. What is her name, my dear? You mean Miss Grandison, madame? responded Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. To be sure, Miss Grandison, the great heiress. The only one left of the Grandisons. I knew her grandfather. He was my son's schoolfellow. Captain Armine is a near neighbor of ours, said Mr. Temple. Oh, you know him, said Lady Belair. Is not he charming? Are you certain he is going to be married to Miss Grandison? inquired Mr. Temple. Oh, there is no doubt in the world, said Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. Everything is quite settled. My most particular friend, Lady Julia Hartville, is to be one of the bridesmaids. I have seen all the presents. Both the families are at Bath at this very moment. I saw the happy pair together every day. They are related, you know. It is an excellent match for the Armines. It is an excellent match. 
for the Armines have great estates mortgaged to the very last acre. I have heard that Sir Radcliffe Armine has not a thousand a year he can call his own. We are all so pleased, added Mrs. Montgomery Floyd, as if she were quite one of the family. Is it not delightful? They are to be married next month, said Lady Bellair. I did not quite make the match, but I did something. I love the Grandisons, because Lord Grandison was my son's friend fifty years ago. I never knew a person so pleased as Lady Armine is, continued Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. The truth is, Captain Armine has been wild, very wild indeed, a little of a rue, but then such a fine young man so very handsome, so truly distinguished, as Lady Bellair says, what could you expect? But he has sown his wild oats now. They have been engaged these six months, ever since he came from abroad. He has been at Bath all the time, except for a fortnight or so, when he went to his place to make the necessary preparations. We all so missed him. Captain Armine, was quite the life of Bath. I am almost ashamed to repeat what was said of him, added Mrs. Montgomery Floyd, blushing through her rouge, but they said every woman was in love with him. Fortunate man, said Mr. Temple, bowing, but with a grave expression. And he says he is only going to marry because he is wearied of conquests continued Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. How impertinent, is it not? But Captain Armine says such things. He is quite a privileged person at Bath. Miss Temple rose and left the room. When the hour of general retirement had arrived, she had not returned. Her maid brought a message that her mistress was not very well and offered her excuses for not as again descending. End of Book 4, Chapter 6